0: Anger Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Thank you. Um, it is wonderful to be here. I'm very uh, pleased to, that I was invited and I have i had been for a swim every morning this week, which has been wonderful. And it really, uh, as the, the ladies were saying, a way to kind of be me and the sort of me time in the midst of lots of um, responsibilities. Anyway, um, in Guatemala, recently I've taught a perspectives course. Uh, you might not have heard of it. Perspectives is kind of an introduction to missions course. And uh, the the class that I was teaching was about the pioneers of the mission movement, and you might know that throughout history and still today, two thirds of the missionary movement are women. So throughout history and today, um, there's still more women in missions than there are men. And um, and as I was preparing the my, to to teach my class. Um, it made me think of Mrs. Law. <laughs> Mrs. Law was the vicar's wife where I grew up. I grew up in, on a farm in Devon in a very small village. And uh, Mrs. Law um, was the vicar's wife. And she faithfully and joyfully ran kids clubs and youth clubs for all the surrounding villages. And it was her that really instilled faith in me when I was quite young, maybe eight or nine years old, um, and I was remembering her. It was the sort of club where you, you got points every every week when you kept, turned up with your Bible and your notebook. And at the end of the term, you added up the points and, uh, and you'd get a book token. And uh, so I would re- be reading books of all the biographies of, of the missionaries of Gladys Aylward and, and all of those others, the inspiring uh, women of missions. And being a leader of a mission agency... It's such a privilege to still be inspired by so many women. And I asked a few of our uh, female members of Latin Link to share some of their reflections on the verse that we've been looking at this week um, from their ministries in very different regions. And so I just wanna share a few of their stories with you and a few of their reflections. This is Miriam. Um, Miriam is Guatemalan and she's serving in Cuba. And actually, when she first approached Latin Link, she told me that she'd been praying for Cuba for 20 years, and uh, and now felt that God was sort of nudging her to go. She'd done a couple of short visits, but felt that God was was just uh, nudging her, suggesting that she might go for longer term. And interestingly, it wasn't a big moment of of calling. It wasn't a big dream or vision. She had simply um, she had simply been at a mission service in her church 20 years previously when they gave out prayer cards uh, for each country uh, with a few facts and figures uh, of of details of the country. And she happened to get the one for Cuba. So she took it home and started praying and then kept on praying and kept on praying and kept on praying. And 20 odd years later, she is one of the answers to her own prayers. Uh, So she's now based in Cuba. And she's using her counselling qualifications and experience to minister and to train others. And I'm just, I'm just going to read some of the words that she sent to me um, about this, this verse. She says, 2 Corinthians 5.14 leads me to think of the women of this country, of Cuba, a country where people are very frustrated by the country's own situation. God gave me a vision to work with them and she just explains some of the things that she's involved in. She's doing emotional health workshops called Healing the Wounds of the Heart. It's a group therapy, but of course we don't mention, or we don't call it that, so as not to scare the women away. (laughs) But it's a therapy in which the women write and participate in group activities and talk and internalize and process all the emotions that they're going through. They do it for eight weeks, and then they start another group of 10 or 12 people. And it's developed with the the ladies in her church, and the idea is to give these healing tools to those ladies who can then go on and use the same tools for groups of their friends and and women who aren't Christians. She's also involved in uh, some counseling training she works with a, um, a Baptist seminary, and she's been giving um, uh, a course on biblical counseling uh, for the pastors who are who are training. Um, you may, um, it, I'll explain a bit. In in Cuba, if uh, it's very very difficult to get permission to build any new church building, so any growth in the church means that you it, it's really through house churches. So groups meet in homes. But that means you, that you are limited to meet only 12 people in a home, because more than that, then it's a kind of political or a social movement, and that's not allowed. Um, which means that you you need a leader for every 12 people. So there's a huge need for leadership training, and that's something she's involved with. So she's been uh, giving this course on biblical counseling for the, those pastors, um, but they... the The pastors themselves, um, and I'll go back to what she says, the need arose from the workers themselves who upon receiving the counselling course, they asked me to train their wives in the same thing. So we expect to do two groups a year with God's help. She's also serving women in personal counselling, adolescents, um, young people and adults who come for a consultation, but very few stay for therapy because they fear that their problems may be exposed in the community. Miriam says she explains confidentiality at the beginning of a session, but despite this, there is mistrust. The context of the country is one of extreme gossip, and the mentality is of having no privacy in life where everything is exposed. But I'm praying that God will work in me and in those women who come to her so that they can trust in me and can open their hearts. She's also doing personal discipleship with women who can't uh, physically attend church for different reasons. Most of them have unsaved husbands uh, whom they have to attend to, and others have been converted by difficult circumstances. Uh, but when they, that situation improves, their faith decreases. God, oh, excuse me. God is a God of challenges, and His love. And what he did for me encourages me not to lose heart, to keep going, because he will bear his fruit in his perfect time. And I also want to share a bit from Carmen. This is Carmen Gallego. She's Colombian and serving in, in Colombia. We just uh, will see a video in a moment. Um, but she talks a bit about what she's seen of God's faithfulness throughout the last couple of years. Of the COVID pandemic.
1: Hopefully. Hi, I'm Carmen Gallego uh, from Colombia, part of Latin Link mission uh, for almost five years now. Uh, for 15 years, I have been working in short term mission trips in an area in Colombia with 15 churches that are really living uh, with the hazard of the violence. They were so affected for the violence in Colombia was almost for 50 50 years. And the violence had been affecting a lot the towns around. A lot of massacres and people were affected with this. Uh, we are affected as well in that area the coast area the, the cities in Celejo and around there are there are urban cities uh, sorry urban urban churches and country churches They're almost we are attending almost 1000 children and uh, preparing in the field teachers for them but as well developing leadership there how i see jesus in this situation the pandemic the pandemia affected a lot of them affected even they closed the, the doors for two years how i saw jesus in all of this how, the, how, how i saw love jesus uh, jesus love with with this situation in this situation well i see the face of jesus helping us in the lack of resources, in the lack of, uh, of hope um, when we supported uh, the, the development even through the uh, internet. I saw Jesus when a pastor in a countryside was um, sharing the gospel and sharing the sermon uh, house by house with the sermon brighted, and he was sharing with each person in because the church wasn't uh, wasn't wasn't really open because the government and the regulations and I saw Jesus in that way he was going there to every home and he was sharing one by one the, the sermon, the, the, the Sunday, Sunday sermon, and I saw Jesus as well during this time, helping the kids to live in hope, with there is not any hope. Then the smile, the last, the last mission that we did was a um, was a, 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 a yeah a camp for them some of them didn't eat any any food really complete food or they didn't have a room and we we were able with Jesus help to love them serving a food say giving them a place to stay and they were so happy they were jumping they were laughing they were and the smile at the end was really incredible to see that then In difficult situations, Jesus is still there, loving us, helping us to develop the mission. And, yeah, having hope and still in him, eh, loving people and serving them with hope. Thank you very much.
0: It's encouraging to hear both of those stories, isn't isn't it? That Carmen was able to testify of how of uh, seeing Jesus in, in the little details of, uh, of pastors bringing, continuing to bring God's word to the communities, even when it meant repeating his sermon from one doorstep to the next. Um, and I'm also encouraged by Miriam's story of, um, and, her, and her ministry now that offers tools that not only help the people she's right in front of, but also it sees that multiplying as it goes out to others as well. And really, these are all stories of God's faithfulness as he grows fruit from the small offerings that each of us can give. Um, Whether that's our prayers, our donations, our support, uh, in in many different ways, God uses those offerings for his glory. So if today this might be the first time you've ever thought about missions, um, be encouraged. God has a place for you in his mission in the world so seek his voice as you get involved. And that might, you might start very small, maybe praying for one country or one missionary or getting involved with one organisation, but get involved. But maybe for many of you also, um, maybe today you feel quite weary of your involvement in missions over many years. Um, and I want to say to you as well, be encouraged. Your contribution, whether it's prayer or financial support, or teaching kids in the Sunday school and inspiring them. Um, Every part is a seed sown for God's glory. So keep going. Don't lose heart. God sees your obedience and your faithfulness. And I think he probably sees, sees it and smiles with delight over your involvement. So be encouraged. Thank you. We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org/slash/donate.